0: live from orlando florida you're now listening to the ozone podcast the voice of orlando magic fans join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest magic news and updates the show starts now what's up magic fans welcome back to another episode of the ozone podcast brought to you by DraftKings and part of the basketball podcast network where your host al myself anthony in today's episode, we are talking and we are diving into talks of Mo Bamba, free agency, and then how can we not continue our conversation around the NBA draft? But before we get into that, first and foremost, Al, what's up? How we doing? What's going on, man? And then, two, I want to talk on. I wanted to touch on a quick um, topic, real quick. So, Adam Silver, uh, there, there was some rumors circulating around the the idea of in twenty twenty four. There's going to be two additional expansion teams um, being added to the NBA. Cities that are being looked at were Las Vegas, as well as the well-needed Seattle area. What are your thoughts on that? Because what we've heard so far is that Adam Silver was quick to come out and say, that is not true. That is not happening. We're not looking at that. But come on now. What is Adam Silver really supposed to say, right? What are your thoughts on the NBA or the rumor of there being two additional teams is that something that you're for are you against it what are your thoughts on it
1: yeah so uh, i mean apparently it's, it was a big rumor the last few weeks we kind of hearing about it it's going to be happening in 2024 and then he shut it down completely tonight in his uh media availability before the nba finals like he does every year basically saying we're not there yet it's not going to happen in 2024 um but like you said what is he supposed to say um i think it'll be good for the game it'll be good for the nba i think um We've always said that the NBA is too top heavy, right? We have too many teams that are good, and then we have the rest that are not quite as good. Um, so by adding more teams, spreading the talent around, it makes the league more competitive. That's the idea behind it. Um, so I think if you add that to the NBA, especially in key markets, I think Seattle's going to happen. I'm not sure about Las Vegas. I think there could be a, a better market than Las Vegas for the NBA, but let's call it Seattle and Las Vegas right now. I think it's good for the game. I think, again, depending how they do it, the expansion draft and all that good stuff, I think it would be good for the NBA to kind of, again, spread the talent around and stop, you know, only having three, four teams that have a real chance. And then the rest, we know we're playing for just maybe making the playoffs. Uh, and then some for just getting a lottery seed. Um, so, yeah, I think it's good for the game. I think it's good for the NBA. Um, what about you? What are your thoughts on that?
0: So, I mean, for for me personally, whatever. I, I like I like the idea because the Seattle Supersonics to me it's is part of my childhood and I remember seeing the logo and playing against the Seattle Supersonic teams. You think about the Rashad Lewis, the Ray Allen's, Sean Kemps. Like you, you think of all that nostalgia and the fact that you know if they, they're kind of their basketball history transitioned into OKC and got lost in the Thunder and and all that jazz, but I I, I don't care. Maybe you can add as many teams as you want, it's not it's not Impacting too much on my side, right now. You also, you also think about, all right. Well, if they did add two additional teams, how much would it impact? You know, us winning the NBA lottery, you know, getting the number one pick, it it would change the the odds in a sense because now you're adding more teams. At the end of the day, as long as the Orlando Magic are still the Orlando Magic, I'm happy. I'm Gucci because that's what matters. Yeah, yeah, because there was a point in time where we literally almost became the Kansas City Magic. That would have been horrendous. There were reports coming out today that you know the the Portland Trailblazers, they're not looking to sell, but someone really wants to buy the Portland Trailblazers. And Adam Silver has also commented it on commented on on the topic and saying that if a sale was to happen, he really hopes that they stay in Portland
1: Real. with thoughts of
0: of moving. And I think that's the that's the part that's really really rough. Like I get that you got, you know, these billionaires that that you know got a lot of money to spend, and and the fact that they're willing to take a team out of that city, I think that that's probably the the worst thing um, that could happen. I honestly thought, and I get that logistics makes it really difficult. I would have thought that there would have been a team internationally before there would have been an expense an, an additional expansion team in the United States I get that there's been a, a huge fight for the for the Seattle SuperSonics for a while now. I get that um, but I always thought that internationally it would have you know happened first like its in Mexico
1: there was a big example. rumor about Seattle mm-hmm. and maybe Mexico City being that the yep. second team and I don't think I, I forgot who said it how far I know it was a few years back um, thinking the fact that Toronto's in Canada already. You're out of Mexico City, and now you have a team, you know, south of the border, um, and just continue to grow the game that way. That that makes a lot of sense, too. Um, so who knows? Who knows what the NBA is doing? But definitely, I think it's going to happen at some point. The NBA is going to grow. They're making way too much money these days. They can make even more by expanding. It's going to happen at some point.
0: Yeah. And then, and then I, I couldn't... Like, you... you... You've seen the documentary about, you know, the what was the name of that documentary of of the basketball team in Toronto, the Raptors, Vince Carter? What Was that documentary called?
1: Um, I can think of the name, the Vince Carter one, though, right? Right, I can think of the name. Yeah, right the now.
0: Vince Carter. Was it the Vince Carter effect? I don't know. If Vince you remember Carter what effect. it is, yes. yeah. Put the title in the comments. But anyways, it was on Netflix, and and the the talks was just about how difficult it was for these guys to be able to move to another country where it just things weren't the same. Mm-hmm. It's the little things like the channels on the TV and and the currency and and this and that. So I, I get that that's tough, um, but you know it's imagine a team in Mexico. How how much more? Personally, I, I would love it, but for guys that are used to uh, accustomed to you know the American culture, I would imagine how additional difficulty um, that would add.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you think about, I know, I know, you don't watch soccer too much, but you think about, like, the, the Premier League in England, um, the, the La Liga in Spain. you got players from all over the world just traveling and going to different countries because of the money. That's what the money is, and that's what they want to go play. So at the end of the day, if a guy has to go to Mexico City to make $30 million, they're going to be fine. Like, they're not going to be <laughs> passing that opportunity, right? So eventually, yeah, the big guys, the, the LeBrons, the, the Stephen Curry's, are they going to go to Mexico? Probably not. But the younger generation that that wants to get paid, why wouldn't they?
0: And can you imagine $30 million in Mexico?
1: Oh, my goodness. Mm. You're the mm. king of that country. I'm saying.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get into some magic basketball. All right. So uh, today on In the Zone with Brandon Kravitz, um, he spoke with Mike Gennady. I really hope I said that right. I may have said it wrong. I apologize in advance. But he's from Sports tracks, And they were talking about the future of Mo Bamba in Orlando. And he was quoted as saying this. I don't think he's played himself into any kind of restricted offer. I have a feeling he's going to sign a contract that looks a little bit like Wendell Carter Jr.'s four for 50. What are your what what is a contract that you're willing to give Mo Bamba? If you were if you were to bring him back, he's willing to stay in Orlando because that's really the concern, right? The concern was he's a restricted free agent, he has the ability to go out. Talk to other teams, find himself a better contract, and then the Orlando Magic gonna to have to make that decision whether or not they would like to match, or let him go. If that's the case, you know the Orlando Magic still have the option of being able to offer him a contract and kind of forego talking to other teams. What would be the contract that you would give Mo Obama?
1: I think all along I've said eleven million or less per year, four year contract. So you're looking at about forty one, forty, eh, about forty four million, right? Eleven per year, kinda. Knowing the magic front office, he'll be declining. So he might get paid a little bit more the first year, a little bit less the year after. Um, so declining contract. Um, And again, like, not for nothing, but I'm looking at the free agency class right now for like a backup center. There's not a lot of like good names out there. It's a bunch of older guys like Javel McGee, Robin Lopez, Dwight Howard, Ed Davis, Hazan Whiteside, Drummond. So vets. If you say we don't want to pay Mo Bamba, then you, you get one of those guys for cheap. I get it, but then that must mean you're going to be maxing out somebody or paying a ton of money to someone else because if you ask me, at Mobamba's age, he is one of the best centers in the market right now, except Aiton. I think he probably is number one on the list. Um, and I'm not going to max out Aiden to come to Orlando. It's not going to happen. So if Mobamba's okay getting paid $44 million for four years, that's not a bad contract for a guy that's going to be a key member of your team for the next few years. And the front office might say to him, hey, you know what? If we find a trade for you, that makes sense because you want to start. We understand that. And the trade works for both parties. We'll do that. We'll, we'll make you happy, which they did with Vujic, They did with AG, Fournier. But for now, you're going to have to be a backup center. Unless injuries happen, that's your role. Do you want it or not? And I, I don't think Mo Bamba would say no to that. Um, so if the numbers make sense and they're similar to Wendell Carter, that's a really good rotation that you have. Wendell and Mo Bamba for the next four years, I, I wouldn't hate that one bit. What about you?
0: I, I think that it really does depend on who the Magic end up drafting. If we draft Chet, then I can imagine that that would definitely change his perspective on, you know, how the off season would look for him. If we draft a player like Jabari or Paolo, you know, it, it may it may be a little different on how he views it. Maybe he might be open more. to same with Orlando Magic. We know that this team is is a close unit. We know that he likes his teammates. We know that he's really close with Cole Anthony. Um, at the same time, it's it's no. This is, this is a new fact that it's been in his mind that, you know, maybe an environment would, a new environment would be good for him. And the consensus was we all kind of felt as if, you know, a lot of that came from, you know, coach Clifford. And then there was a new beginning with, with coach most. And he partook in a lot of the extra things that he didn't have to, whether it's with the summer league, meeting him first, working out with them early on. Um, so we, those were things that we really liked to see uh, um, from Mo Bamba. I find it really difficult to give him the same contract that we give Wendell Carter. I've been seeing a lot of news and, and reports of a bunch of different people just kind of putting out mock uh, trades for the Orlando Magic, and a lot of them have Wendell Carter Jr. in trade talks. Why? Why is that even an option? Why is that a That's possibility? They obviously don't watch Orlando Magic games because if they did, they would know that Wendell Carter uh, Jr.'s contract is ridiculous. His talent. And his contract do not match up. Mm-mm. We got a crazy deal off of this guy. And he's not going anywhere. In my opinion, he is a part of that core. He's gotten better and better. And in the eyes of Jeff Waltman, as he said before, he believes that Wendell Carter Jr. is a top 10 big in the NBA. Whether you agree with that or not, the man said it. And I'm not finding anyone on that. If you believe that, then I'm with you. All right. Now, in, re- in regards to Mobamba, we take a look at the free agent. Class that, that we have right now, and notable names on this free agency class: Nurkic, um, who is unrestricted; Aiton, restricted; Serge Ibaka, unrestricted; Thomas Bryant. You got Javon McGee, Robin Lopez, Dwight Howard, Ed Davis, Hassan Whiteside, Dwayne Deadman Andre Drummond. So you got some names up there. However, when you're comparing these guys, it's sounds like all these guys are young. You're you're taking a look at. Yeah, DeAndre Ain, but DeAndre Ain is going to try to get the bag. He's yep. trying to get paid. You know, he he feels like he should have been given the bag already. So he's going out there motivated like, "Okay, Phoenix, you don't want to give me this money. Well, someone else is going to give me that mm-hmm. money. I'm going to make sure that you guys are forced to make a tough decision of either pay me or let me go." And you take a look at a player like Mohammed Bamba, you can easily say that you know, he, he's he had to deal with, you know, sharing with Nicola. Then he had to deal with sharing with Wendell. Uh he had issues with his health, COVID, you name it. And someone can look at him and say, you know, this this dude just needs a new environment. He needs a, a fresh start. And I think that maybe people won't agree that he won't get a good contract, but who's to say no? I, if I if I'm another team looking for a big, uh, looking at you Dallas, why not pay him the four year fifty mil? Because I personally think what kind of made it tough for Mobamba is the fact that Wendell already got his contract. True. Now the Orlando Magic have to look at it and say, do we value the same way that we value Wendell Carter? And if they do, give him the same contract. If you value him more, give him more. I don't think they will, but they kind of already set the uh, the meter at. You know, this is what we're comparing you to.
1: The only bad thing for Mobamba this season is the fact that only five teams are projected to have money to spend. So Aiden is gonna go first as a center, right? But then you got the Magic with money, twenty million approximately in cap space. You got Detroit at twenty five million, Indiana at twenty five million, San Antonio, twenty two million, Portland, twenty one million. That's it. Those are the only teams that have money to spend in free agency freely this summer. So if you're Mo Bamba and you say, "Hey, I'm gonna go sign with Dallas," then you gotta be okay signing for the MLE, which would be around ten million dollars, which is kind of what he's worth in reality. Um, but if he wants more than that, then you gotta stick to those five teams. And out of those five teams, I don't see them any of those teams except maybe Detroit throwing a big amount of money on him. And they might go after Aiden first. So if Aiden goes back to Phoenix, then the whole the game changes. But if Aiton goes to Detroit, or Portland, whatever it may be, then the whole game changes. All of a sudden, Mo Bamba has to stick to either the magic or a sign and trade at that point. So what Mo Bamba may, may want to do is, even if he wants to risk it, say, hey, I'll do a qualifying offer, come back to Orlando one more year and be an un, unrestricted free agent next summer. And at that point, I don't have to worry about the magic matching, the magic being involved. I can go out there and get my money no matter what. Or negotiate with John and Jeff and say, hey, listen, guys, I, I love you guys. I love the team. I don't see myself fitting in anymore. Let's go sign and trade. And at that point you call Dallas and say, hey, Dallas, we'll sign him to this contract. Give us X, Y, and Z player. Let's sign and trade. And that may be the only other option for Mobamba. But the only bad thing is that teams that have cap space, not many of them really need a center right now. So that's where it's kind of tough. And then again, Aiden is the best center in the market. So he's gonna get the bag. Mo's gonna get the rest. Whatever, whatever's out there. Um it's tough for him, but again, I don't I don't really put it be behind the fact that he may come back to Orlando this off season.
0: I mean, are you team bring him back or would you be open to letting him walk?
1: I would love to see him back, especially if we draft again, one of the top three guys and we make the right moves. Like I feel like he deserves a chance to see this team do well. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't be a part of the playoff teams because he was hurt. Uh, and then when he was healthy, we sucked. Let's be honest. We, we were tanking two years in a row. So I would love to see Mo Bamba on a good team, a team that's trying to win, that's trying to make the playoffs, in this city that, that, again, has embraced him. Like we've been tough with him a few times, but when he's been healthy, we want to see Mo Bamba do well. We get super excited when he you know scores 20 points, 10 rebounds. We're the first ones out there retweeting his stuff, calling him you know a beast. But he's got to do it consistently. And I think with a team winning, he won't need to put up big stats for us to appreciate him. And not for nothing, if you look at the list of free agents right now for a backup center not many are better than Mo Bamba. So if you got to pay somebody, pay your guy. You make him happy. He wants to be here according to what he said. He might be lying, but if he's being honest, then why just bring him back? Again, he's only gonna cost you $10 million, okay. plus, really going deep into the, the salary cap space, he's actually gonna be, you can sign him back with our bird rights. Meaning, you can go out there and sign a guy for a ton of money and still bring back Mo Bamba and it won't impact your cap space. So that's a plus in that scenario. So we'll see what happens, but I would love to see him back in Orlando if the numbers make sense.
0: Yeah, I think the most important part is, again, does he want to be here? Does he want a fresh start? I'm, I'm with it. bringing Mobamba Bamba back. He, this was a, a stepping stone year for him. Um, you know, he played really well, stayed as healthy as he possibly could. Um, shooting was, was also great. Um, I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a possibility. But I mean, we'll we'll see free agency. Um, it's it's coming around the corner really, really quick. We we're about maybe a, a month out. It's what a week after the the NBA draft. So these pretty things much. are going to start rolling and they're going to start hitting pretty fast. Um, I don't want to dive too deep into free agency because I definitely want to get into the draft. But while we're already on the topic, um, who are you looking at when it comes to free agency? There's a lot of talks. And I've I've read this on numerous articles. People are looking at you know would they throw the bag at DeAndre Ayton people are also looking at what what about this uh this Orlando kid uh Anthony Simmons could he be a guy that you know maybe the magic should take a look at really won't you take a look at the team at some point you have to look at it and say all right we we need some we need some veterans man like we we need a can't just be a whole bunch of young guys so i'm not sure if You know, right now is the right time to throw all that money at a player like Anfernee Simmons, as much as I I like the kid, right? But what what are your thoughts? What what do you think the direction should be for the Orlando Magic?
1: So the biggest thing for the Magic is what I think changed everything. And we talked about this briefly last week. Winning the first pick in the draft kind of changed the whole dynamic of this offseason. Because now all of a sudden, you are going to be in the media. You're a team that people are going to watch and care about. But now you also have max cap space. Now you can get creative with what you do with that money. So I'm gonna name you real quickly three names that I, that come to mind as potential guys that you can throw the, the whole bag at and say, you know what, let's go for it. Let, let's not only be average and maybe try to win slowly, but let's let's actually take a step forward, but do it smartly. So I'm gonna throw three names at you. And I, I want you to tell me out of those three names, who would you pay if you had to be, if you were John and Jeff? First one, Zach Levine. Second, Miles Bridges, it's a free agent from Charlotte, or Afroman Simons from Portland. So those are the three guys that are knocking on your door, July first, saying, "Hey guys, if you make, if you make me an offer, I'm cool with signing with you guys today." Who would you choose out of those three? What's going on, Magic fans? Are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned? Join the finals actions with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA Finals? With a DraftKings Same Game Parlay, you can do just that. This NBA season, a customer placed a $5 Same Game Parlay and won over $5,000. You can create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team is going to win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals, and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: So Zach Levine terrifies me just mm-hmm. because it's, uh, there's, I feel like why is it that every decision that the Magic have to make, there's so much risk involved. Why can't there be just like easy, simple, great things that that fall in our favor and there's like no risk. Um, but I feel like Zach Levine did. it's just the injury scare me. We we we've all envisioned the thought of Zach Levine when we had uh, you know, Vucevic, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, and what that would look like. Um, but I'm not I'm not sure if I'm I'm willing to give him a, a, a max contract knowing the injuries, but also how savage would it be taking Zach Levine away from Chicago knowing that we own their draft pick? Massive savage. I would also feel really bad for Nicola. Pardon me. A little bit. Not too much. Um, I I I I personally, if you're forcing me to choose, I I, I would I'd want to give it to Bridges. I really, really, really would. But it doesn't make sense because of our draft position. And you're right. It 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 really changes the outlook because before going into you know the offseason and finding out the lottery, that was a name that we kind of threw at each other mm-hmm. like man could this could this really be it and even if you look at the list that bleacher report you know gives out they they were even saying that you know bridges is is a possibility for for the orlando magic yeah uh, i think ultimately it comes down to it would it would have to be Anthony. if you're making me choose between the three it would definitely be Anthony.
1: it's funny you say that because that that's my guy too i think that's my biggest thing is though would portland match and i honestly think they wouldn't because you have Your guy, right, already it's set in place. How can you match an offer for, let's say, I don't think he'll get the max, but close to it. So you got Lillard on a max contract already. They haven't gotten past in the playoffs. No success when they had McCollum before. This is that that team 2.0, right? You're doing the same thing. Two small guards in the backcourt that can score. Would they be crazy enough to say, you know what? We got to keep this kid and we're going to match and max him out. So now you have the same team, the same team all over again. Levine with a smallish guard next to him that can score. So I think if Orlando really said this kid is it, like I think that kid can change our scoring concerns, which, hey, he was averaging 20 plus a night last season, uh, towards the end of the season. You, You go for it. But talk about Zach Levine. I think Levine I would be okay with if the contract is structured similarly to Jonathan Isaac in a way that, hey- oh, man, that
0: you you, like, you love adding the asterisks into to. the contracts now.
1: And you know who, love you know who loves it. doing that too? You know who loves doing that too? Our front, Our front office. office. So if you say, we'll max you out, you deserve that money. We understand that you've earned that money. But if that ACL is an issue again, you're gonna forfeit a whole bunch of money. There's, there's an insurance to us and insurance to, to the team. We need that. It can't be done. Now, would Zach Levine want to come to Orlando? That's the question. I I really think a team like Portland might be a better fit with, with you know with Lillard. Um, but that's about it though. Maybe San Antonio, but they don't have max cap space right now, so maybe not. So Portland is the only thing that makes sense to me if he wants to win now. I keep hearing the Lakers, how are they gonna make that work? Like Nobody wants Westbrook. That's not going to happen. Because they're
0: they're the Lakers, and they think they they can just now get whoever they want, whenever they want. It don't work that way no more.
1: Exactly. But I'll ask you this, man. Like, how nasty would it be to to opening night next season? You you come out on the floor and say, hey, our starting lineup is Markel Fultz, Zach Levine, Franz Wagner, whoever would draft at one at the forward, and Wendell Carter Jr. All of a sudden, man, you're no longer just a barely playing team. You're now a really good team, and to your point, you now completely dismantle the Bulls on a year where you own their pick. Savage move, which would make a ton of sense. It's it's a matter of would Zach Levine see the vision that we have right now. But he wants to be a number one guy. Remember, he wants to win, true, but he wants money, and he wants to be the number one guy. I think in Orlando, you might say to him, for the next three years, go drop 30 a night. We're okay with that. But after that, you're going to have to hand over the keys to... France, whoever it may be at that point, because he'll be 30-ish at that point. So I think it makes sense It's a matter of, is he interested? If he is not, I honestly wouldn't mind Simons in Orlando, but now you have another guard to worry about. Suggs, Cole Anthony, Markel, Simons. You got to do something there via trade to make it work.
0: I, I mean, what what's what makes it tough is like last, last season, we weren't looking at, robin lopez as an option we weren't looking at each one more so i think that although the magic have money to spend we also need to have an an open mind uh because they they're really looking across the spectrum they really are and you know now that we don't have michael carter williams now that we don't know exactly what the future holds for a player like terrence ross gary harris also in in the free agency list like, what is, what is this team really going to look like from a veteran perspective? It could be completely different. I really hope that the Magic throw money at Gary Harris. I really like what Gary Harris brings to, his, brings to the team. I hope that there's a, a coming-to-God moment with Terrence Ross. I hope that he doesn't leave because I really like what he's bringing as long as he's fully committed. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see the path that they decide to go um because it's really gonna it's really gonna be telling the the type of players um because in my opinion after this draft pick after this off season we're really gonna be able to see all right the magic are really going for it now i'm not expecting for them to make anything crazy splashy in free agency but if we wanted to we really could we really could make a lot of damage um and I, I hope that they they do take a look at it because you know we've talked about veteranship and how important that is to the locker room. and we listen to different um interviews um from players now that they say a big part of their development was because they had you know big bro here and big bro there that that really helped them out and kind of you know showed them the game. And mm-hmm. if you're gonna do that, I hope they bring in a a a, a power forward. A, a, a four veteran of some capacity or somebody a big man to be able to you know kind of mold and help mold, um, you know, and whoever we end up bringing into the number one pick.
1: But don't forget that I too. We talk important. about free agency. Don't forget about the fact that also trades is an option, right? You can you can use a cap cap space in multiple ways. It's not only in free agency. You could also trade for a contract yep. and absorb that contract. So you could trade Terrence Ross and then absorb a whole bunch of cash back um via trade so that's another option that we haven't really discussed too much like is there any guy out there that could become a scorer in our team today that you could absorb via trade and and offer a bunch of picks offer maybe a couple young guys that's also an option so that could be something that we explore too down the road um as a team to 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 use that cap space um it's gonna be interesting but the good news is magic fans we're about exactly a month away from that so three weeks from the draft and exactly by this time next month It's Twitter season. My wife knows about it. I don't know about your wife, but my wife knows about it. That June 30th, which works out great, by the way, if you don't know this yet, July 4th is a Monday. It's a long weekend. Free agency should be happening that weekend. So it's going to be amazing to be by the pool all day, by the beach somewhere, refreshing Twitter all day long. So that's all about a month from today. So all I'm saying is we're about to find out pretty quickly here what this team will look like in the next three, four years. Because, again, it it is an important offseason for our team.
0: Yeah, side note, make sure that you remind me tomorrow to request that day off because I would be absolutely useless at work. <laughs> Just remind me. me so know, you
1: both. So I know. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, let's get into the NBA draft. So ESPN uh, stated in a recent interview that Coach Mosley prefers Jabari Smith Jr. We've been hearing all this back and forth. Everyone has their opinion of who they believe the Orlando Magic are going to select. People are saying that they got the inside scoop. Ain't nobody got the inside scoop. And Coach Mosley can prefer whoever he wants, all he wants. It really doesn't matter. Ultimately, it comes down to being, um, you know, down to the front office. So do you believe it? Do you feel like Jabari Smith really is Mosley's guy?
1: What was the line that Coach Mosley used in his press conference? Um, He wanted to play with the pass, pace, and space. That Mm That was the line? Yep. Well, if that is the case, and you think about a, a guy that fits the mold. I mean, you look at the Magic October of last year, and you look at the Magic in April of last year, totally different team. Offense-wise, the offense kind of became better and better as the season went along. So as the team continues to adapt to his, his philosophy, you think of a guy like Jabari Smith fitting in perfectly. It's a dude that, as soon as we have a position, he can play the four to, to the two, or, the, or the, the five to the two. He can shoot the ball. He can guard anybody on the court. And again, positionless. So he fits that mold. He's a guy that can pass, shoot, and create space for other guys in the court. So from that perspective, it makes sense why. Um, Whereas a guy like uh, Paulo Banquero, again, I love his game. I I keep saying this. I'm fine with food drafting. Trust me, I'll celebrate it the same way, whether it's Paulo, Chet, or Jabari. But does Paulo have that spacing aspect of it? Does he create three-point shooting today for the Orlando Magic? Down the road, maybe. But today, he's not the best three-point shooter in the draft. I think you will put Jabari first. Heck, Chad, maybe even second on, on that list. I know you love that's, him a lot.
0: That's the thing. That's the thing. He may not be the best shooter in the draft. That doesn't make him a bad shooter. No, 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 uh, no. I was watching, I was watching uh, Jabari Smith, uh, a video that Mike Schmidt's uh, doing a breakdown of his game with him, reviewing highlights and whatnot. And he They discussed the opportunity around passing and, and playmaking. And, you know, he, I really liked Jabari's answer. You know, he responded saying, you know, he has to find the balance of being aggressive and also getting his team involved. You know, that, that is an honest reflection of why your playmaking isn't where it needs to be. I was listening to another podcast with um, locked on Kings and they were breaking down with locked on Auburn. I can't think of, you know, the guy's podcast name, but they were also breaking down, you know, what, makes Jabari so special and a lot of the things that he was highlighting was the fact that he is an absolute competitor when it comes to anything doesn't matter if it's a game doesn't matter if it's practice like he is he is really passionate about it and what he also talked about was you know that he's not afraid to go against nobody like this dude is is talking smack he is letting his voice be known Like he's not afraid he's not timid He's gonna go out there. And he's gonna he's gonna play basketball, and he's passionate about it. And I think that those aspects, the fact that he puts so much focus on the defensive end, the fact that the fact that there's so much versatility in his defensive ability, I think that that primarily would be the main reason why, you know that that would be Coach Mosley's guy, because you you look at a player like Jonathan Isaac, and you you see Jonathan Isaac as being your anchor for defense. We haven't had that anchor in a really long time. You got mm-hmm. that boat that's been floating and there's no anchor, right? <laughs> one day it might be this player and the other day it might be that player, but we didn't have that one player that, you know, is your lockdown. And we have players that have that capability, that potential, but you know, that your bar is going to be that dude. And I really need to stop watching YouTube videos because <laughs> <laughs> the more that I watch it, the more that I, 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 I almost convinced myself. Paulo's still my number one. I do continue to feel as if Paolo is not a realistic option for the Orlando Magic. So, if it's no Paolo, then I, I see, I see the, I see what people see in Jabari. I really do.
1: Listen, again, we're gonna to have to debate till the day of the draft. And I just, I get the criticism of his game. You know, the creativity, the, the attacking the basket, the playmaking. I, I get all that. This dude is nineteen years old, man. We're not talking about a who's twenty six and already in his prime and fully developed, and that's all he's gonna become—a three and D guy. This dude is learning the game just like any other prospect is. Again, I said it on Twitter the other day. Paulo, you're assuming he's going to learn to shoot better from three-point range. Check. he's going to fill up. Jabari, he's going to eventually be a better uh, creator. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But I can tell you one thing today, though. This dude will be the best three-point shooter on our team, probably with France, right away, next season on the court. And defensively, Mike Schmidt in the same video said... You have the potential to be an all-NBA defensive player right away. But guess what, man? We're also getting Jonathan Isaac back next season. You already got Jalen Suggs, who's an amazing defender. Again, just, just just think of the potential that you have with Wendell, J.I., Suggs, Franz, Jabari, Markel. Like, you have a ton of dudes that can play amazing defense while not sacrificing on the offensive end. Like They're not just one-dimensional. So that's what's so intriguing to me. He's long, which the front office love long guys with long arms. That's what he is. But the best part is he can shoot the ball. I think, again, I get it. The creativity part of it will come. And if he learns from France to cut to the basket and just do those smart little things that got France to score 20 a night so easily with our team, imagine it now with a much better roster. It, it, it could be really, really good. But again, like I keep saying, if the first name that gets picked in the draft for the Magic is Chet, Paulo, or Jabari I'm buying the jersey no matter what so I I don't care I just see the vision with Jabari as more of a realistic thing and a better fit that's just my thing on it
0: yeah 100 percent, absolutely now the Orlando Magic there was a report that also came out that the Orlando Magic are going to be doing you know their due diligence they're for sure going to bring out Jabari Chet um, and Paolo out they're gonna meet with them get to know them in person um here in orlando that's the awesome thing about having the number one pick is that you run the draft whoever you want to go see or whoever you want to see in person you you're going to be able to get that opportunity here um in your in your hometown so um now with that being said the report also indicated that they are going to like kind of throw a mass net out and they're going to really do you know maybe continue to look outside of that three as well. They really want to do a thorough process. With that being said, I was Keegan Murray is scheduled to meet. I'm um, going to have a pre-draft workout with the Orlando magic um, on Thursday. So today we should be hearing about a little bit more about this, you know, tomorrow when the episode drops, but would you be okay with the magic drafting down? If you bring in these guys. So imagine a world because we've heard the word falling in love with players, right? The front office wants to fall in love with their guy. What happens if you have Jabari, Chet, Paolo, and then you bring in a player like Keegan Murray, and you fall in love with Keegan Murray? Something about him that makes you say, I really like that guy the most. I really love that guy. Would you consider, is it it a realistic option that the Magic could fall into wanting to trade the pick?
1: Listen, have you watched tape on Keegan Murray? So far, a
0: little bit, not too much. I'm still trying so to convince myself. Is, on the Jabari dude is and nice.
1: Yeah, but I will say this, man. Like the dude is nice. Not as tall as as the other prospects. Not as, uh, but offensively skilled. Probably the best one, honestly, out of the out of the top three right now. Look at his numbers in college. One of the best scorers in college last season. To your point, if he comes to Orlando and the front office just falls in love with him and says, "Hey, like this is this is our guy." Like we we went through all the scenarios and this is our guy. I've said the same thing about about Sheet and Sharp but earlier in the in this in the draft process when we kind of thought, hey, this guy might be a possibility if we drop to three or four in the draft. I keep saying this, man. I'm okay with whoever they choose, and if they choose to draft down, there's a to trade down, there's a reason for it, and I'm I'm gonna have to trust them, right? Like I, I can't. We were not there. We don't know what they said. We don't know what, if they love the city enough. We don't know if they they wanted to play for the Magic. Those are all red flags that maybe they have about certain guys that lead them to that decision. So if that is the case and they decide, hey, we're going to trade down for a guy like Keegan Murray, I'm okay with that. Um, but I will say, this kid, is, I, in my opinion, will surprise a lot of people at the NBA level. I think he might be one of the best prospects in this year's draft class. I just don't know if the magic is that team for him. But there will be a team at some point that will look back and say, whoa, like this kid was better than some prospects that are projected to be higher than him right now.
0: I mean, I, I think that that's, that's the wild part. But at the same time, we have to ask ourselves, what would it take? Like, really, what would it take for the Lando Magic to trade the number one pick? Me, personally, I don't think that you trade it. We also know that there's a small possibility of, of that happening. The front office has already came out and said that you don't, you don't look to trade the pick. But we know that they're going to listen. They know oh, yeah. that they're going to get phone calls for it. You got teams that want to be in because they want to get into, you know, the top three position. And, you know, I continue to say this, but Orlando Magic is not your typical, you know, worst team in in the NBA. Like this is this is ridiculous. The fact that we were able to get a number one pick and we have our our injured players coming back. Hopefully, Jonathan Isaac talking about you. And this would really be a different looking team. Now, if, if you trade your, your number one pick, not only would you be getting the guy that you fall in love with if they do fall in love with Keegan Murray, but you have to expect that you're getting a hell of amount of, of aspects coming in. Like, Like someone has to really, really – it's not like an even trade. This is not one of those moments where it becomes an no. even trade. This is something that is heavily, 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 heavily in our favor in order to convince someone to give up the number one pick reason being is because it could be a massive mistake. It could be like, how did this happen? We take a look at the, you know, that it it went a little viral where, you know, we started seeing more of the Brooklyn and the Celtics trade where they were able to draft Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum from the picks that they got from Brooklyn, which is nuts because, Look at Boston now. So, again, you, you have to imagine that these things are – are they ha- they have to be in your favor. They definitely do. So, it, again, if, if it's something that, that triggers that feeling, then we've said it before. We'll say it again. We trust the front office. However, I, I just – I don't see I, – I can't see the Orlando Magic passing this up. I really, really don't. We talked about this in the last episode. You know, this is, it's it's a difference between, you know, doing it now and doing it back then when we, you know, traded away Chris Webber and we got Penny Hardaway. It's different because you were able to fall back on Shaquille O'Neal as as your guy. True, The Orlando Magic still don't have that. We uh-huh. have a lot of potentials. We got a bunch of seeds that we've been watering, and we're hoping that they grow and become this this face of the franchise. But, you know, right now, if we were to say this is the person that's the face of the franchise— Everyone has their own perspective and their own opinion. We see that from all the you know, national media when they, when they talk about the Orlando Magic. Some people say it's Cole Anthony. Some people say it's Markel Fultz. Some people say it's Jonathan Eisen. Some people say this, that. This number one pick, once we draft whoever this person is, immediately becomes the face of the Orlando Magic.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, to answer your question, what would it take? Uh, first of all, I don't think it's going to be traded mainly because how many years has it been The Magic have been trying to get the top pick in the draft? Like, they've been really trying to get their guy. All the way back from the J.I. draft to the Mobamba draft to last year's draft. We were praying to God that we would land the number one pick to get Cade or, or Jalen Green. And it finally happens. And now you're going to go back and say, you know what? No, we don't want it. Let's trade down. Like, it, it would have to be an insane offer And think about when you trade for a guy like James Harden, a guy like Paul George, what has those trades lended those teams? It's not just an extra pick. Usually it's multiple first-round picks plus some sort of player package that makes sense for that team. So if the Magic make a trade here, it would have to be for the very least a pick below them, so maybe the second, third, fourth, but then also maybe multiple picks in the future and maybe even a young guy that they like enough to bring to Orlando. So it would have to be a package that really, really makes them say okay let's pull the trigger also it could be a reason where they may like chet or paulo enough to say hey we don't mind if we miss on jabari let's go out and get the other guy that we like but also get those assets in the process but if you ask me the magic are done collecting assets at this time they have enough young guys enough picks, enough talent as it is to keep collecting assets at some point you got to say hey let's cash in on some of these things and i think that starts now you get the first pick hopefully you recycle Bamba and then you go from there in free agency and kind of add to this team at that point. So, I don't think it's realistic that we'll trade it, but if we do, it's got to be a solid solid package. I
0: would agree. Again, and I'm not I'm not against trading, I'm not against trading down. I don't think we should. I really don't. I'm not against it. I'm open to all options. I will say that I'm super super happy that we did get the number 1 pick cuz if we got the 4th pick this time around, I'd oh. be personally I'd be I'd be hurting right now the podcast i listened to about the the lockdown kings you know they were they were doing a review on on Jabari Smith um and you know they pretty much sold the auburn podcast came in they sold them on Jabari Smith knowing that they have the fourth pick <laughs> and afterwards you know the guy apologized saying i'm I'm really sorry that you know I did this to you guys because you fall in love with the player and there's zero chance. Like, there's no chance it is happening. Only way it happens if the Magic decide to trade it. But everything is leaning towards Jabari going number one. Uh, We've been keeping an eye on the different mock drafts across the Internet. ESPN still has Jabari Smith. Um, The Ringer, Chad Holmgren. The Athletic, Jabari Smith. Bleacher Report, Jabari Smith. NBA Draft.net, Jabari Smith. It's starting to feel more and more like Jabari Smith Jr. Um, will soon become an Orlando Magic. Um, So before we...
1: Mm -hmm. Also add Vegas in there too. So Vegas uh, odds also have Jabari as the favorite.
0: Wild. Wild. If you're trying to make money, put your money on Paolo. Put your money on... If you're trying to make money. (laughs) Or if you're trying to lose money, put your money on Paolo. (laughs) it's it's hot and cold man you just you really don't know um we're june 23rd nba draft coming right around the corner june 30th july 1st you got the free agency wrap um so a lot of things to really look forward to we got some upcoming guests coming on our podcast um so definitely keep an eye on that we still have our giveaway happening um make sure that you when you get a moment check our patreon we're going to make sure that we put it um, somewhere in the comments as well as access on our Online Magic HQ Instagram page. So definitely make sure you take a look at that. Other than that, man, really good episode. That's a wrap. I appreciate you guys for listening. And until the next time, man, we'll catch you. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. For all the latest Orlando Magic news and updates, follow us on Twitter at the Ozone Pod and on Instagram at Orlando Magic HQ. Remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.